0: Good evening, Tuesday. It's 8 o'clock. It is the over and over and over again Arsenal podcast. It can only mean one thing. It is the Tuesday Clinic. It's a slightly different show this week, actually. We're not doing the usual Tuesday Clinic. We're looking ahead instead to a big game this weekend. One of the traditional big games in English football, isn't it? Liverpool against Arsenal at Anfield. There's been a, a one or two pretty famous games played between the two sides of that stadium in history, um, of course. And it is one of the, I say, one of the most played games in English football history. So I thought we'd do something a little bit different. Uh, We have got a couple of Liverpool fans joining us. They've been on the channel before. That's going to be good. And we'll be coming up the other side of this. So you As you can see from the intro there, we've got our Liverpool fans from the 1892 Reds podcast. Of course, we've got Luke and Ricky. I know you've been on this channel before. Welcome back. It's good to, uh, good to have you back on again. Yeah,
1: um, thanks Thank for having us on. From. Looking forward to... Oh, well, I think Luke's a bit delayed on the older mic. But yeah, no, thanks for the son. And We can talk no,
0: about no, the massive no, game. Yeah, no, it's always it was great to have you guys on last time. Um, you know, it's a big game of the season. So I thought we'd do something a little bit different on the channel is in kind of uh looking forward to it really. Um I don't think there's anywhere else we can start really then other than talking about this guy, because at the minute he's really on fire. I mean, with with Messi and maybe Ronaldo slightly um off form, shall we say, at the minute for one reason or another, I think there's got to be a case that Mo Salah is probably at the moment one of the well probably the best player in the world isn't he would you say Luke what, what are your thoughts on obviously you must be you must be over the moon with the the form he's been showing again this season he's been unbelievable hasn't he
2: yeah I mean if I'm delayed I do apologize um but I mean the form that Salah's in is just incredible. Um I mean it was a one season wonder I mean three or four seasons ago um you know and it's it's just amazing how he's just keeps going on, you know, year after year. The goals are getting more. Um, you know, he's, it's not just the goals he's scoring. I mean, the goal contributions and, you know, everything that he does for the team. Um, he's just, as you said, Richard, I think he is at the moment probably the best player in the Premier League and definitely one of the best players in world football. Um, last couple of games, he's been on a bit of a goal drought, though, to be honest. Um, he was a bit... He wasn't, wasn't at his best against West Ham. Um... You know, hopefully the international breaks probably helped him because he's had, you know, a long few months to actually, you know, obviously been scoring the goals. So hopefully that breaks helped him for this game against Arsenal because, you know, the last few, last few times he's played against Arsenal, he's actually done pretty well in front of goal. So hopefully for our sake, obviously he's back to scoring ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know he always tends to do well against Arsenal. He's got a great record against us, as, as most uh, of the kind of top teams do anyway. So it's not a surprise. But, I mean, the, the form he's been in, it's almost like, I mean, I, a couple of years ago, everybody was was saying how important Virgil van Dijk was to Liverpool. And, and it, of course, he is. But I, I believe now maybe Salah's perhaps become even more important. Do you think so, Ricky? Now he, he's maybe your main player that you maybe can't do without above everyone else.
1: For The last couple of seasons I've been talking about Van Dyke. Without Van Dyke, we don't do anything at the minute. Mo Salah's overtook Van Dyke in that sense because yeah. if Salah don't score, I, I can't tell you who's on the score for us. Um, I think he's not he's the only game he hasn't scored in this season, I believe, Burnley. Um, so he scored in every other game. So without him scoring goals, it's, it's going to be very tough for us. To win these sort of games. Um, you could see against West Ham he didn't score. Um, and we struggled to break them down. Like West Ham are a good team at the minute. Um the Brighton game, we struggled in that game at Anfield. Um, so hopefully he's got that little mini goal draw of I think it's two games he ain't scored in there, and he goes back to scoring at the weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would, I'll be surprised if he if he doesn't, being as it's against us and, you know, the last few years at Anfield, he's, he's been a tormentor of our defence. I know we, we're a different team now and it might be different, but I'm certainly, he's the one player that I would take out of that Liverpool team, given a choice for Saturday and give us a, a big chance of winning. You know, Van Dijk can play. Um, I'm not so worried about him playing, but certainly um, if Mo Salah's in that team on Saturday, which I'm sure he will be, then... Straight away, that's me thinking it, it decreases our chance of getting a result because he is—I I said it off air just a minute ago. He's almost become now, I think, you know, almost to the levels that Thierry Henry showed in the Premier League year after year. He's up at that sort of consistent level now, isn't he? The goals, his number of goals he scores, and how important he is to the team. And um, he's probably the nearest player since Thierry Henry, I think, in the Premier League to to kind of get to these levels. And it, it's a shame, from my point of view, that he plays for Liverpool. But it's good, I suppose, in a way that he's in the Premier League every week. And we can sort of enjoy, I mean, I don't really enjoy watching him so much when he's terrorising everybody else, particularly on Saturday when he's going to be terrorising us. But it's good to have a player like that playing at the top of his game in the Premier League. Uh, you know, and it's it's good to see, isn't it? I mean, it's just a shame for everybody else who have got to play against him because how can you how can you defend against a, a player in such good form? I, I mean, Luke, it's it's incredible, isn't it? That the levels that he's showing at the minute, the consistency, every I know you said he's on a bit of a goal drought, but I mean, I think every player is not going to score in every game, but the, the levels he's at, the some of the goals he scored this season, I mean, two or three goal of the season contenders already, it's it's incredible.
2: I mean, some would say that he's actually robbed of the October player of the month. I mean, oh, the third, the, um, sorry, September player of the month. Um, You know, that's, as you said, mate, that's just the level that Mo Salah has been at um, this season. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, someone had called me, Ricky was at the the game against Manchester City. And I mean, seeing that live, obviously, for his perspective, it was just, you know, watching on TV for me was one thing, but actually seeing that goal, like, actually go in and, you know, just everything about how, how he just makes it look so effortless and so easy. I mean, we're talking, you know, the best league in the world. We're talking, you know, Manchester City, Liverpool, two of the best teams in the country and in world football and the likes of Salah can just have any moment, as you mentioned, I think there's a good comparison, like, it's, it's like a Thierry Henry type of player around the team. Like he was mm. definitely a player for Arsenal where, if if they needed something to get out of trouble, then Henri was the person to get Arsenal out of trouble. Like, and that is uh, that is ad territory. Omri, as you say, Mo Salah, he is that player that Liverpool can always rely on in situations. Like we've had in the past, we've had you know Fernando Torres, Luis Suarez um, recently, but I mean, no, for me, nothing compares to how Mo Salah is just so consistent and so you know, as I said, effortless how he does it. So hopefully, he gets that new contract done. That's the next talking point for him, I would say, but. I mean, every time we've got Mo Salah in the style 11, we've got every chance to win any game of football.
0: Exactly, yeah. And I I mean, that is is, uh, the beauty of having a player like that, isn't it? It doesn't matter how well or how badly some of the other players play in the team, how bad the team performance is you know you've got a chance of getting goal and getting a goal or two and winning a game. It's happened a few times this season. I mean, I wanted to kind of move on, actually, to, to the season so far because, funny enough, we start this game just two points behind you guys, which is incredible, really, when you think we were bottom of the league after three games. We got hammered 5-0 against Man City. We looked like we were going to be in a relegation battle, and now we're just two points. Should we win on Saturday, we'll actually go above you, which it doesn't make sense, does it? So I just wanted to kind of start really looking at maybe the season so far for both clubs, really, because it's been a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it? I mean, Ricky, from the outside, looking in, I kind of get the feeling that Liverpool have been very hit and miss, that they've played some incredible games, a game against Man United, for example, Watford, you know, brilliant, you look at Liverpool and you think, wow, this team's going to blow everyone away, and then there's been other games, as you mentioned recently, the West Ham game, the game against Brighton at home, one or two others, where it's not been the same Liverpool team that we expect. What do you think the reason is for that then? Why do you think it's so inconsistent this season?
1: Um, international games is a lot. Um, obviously we had the Euros in the summer. Um, Liverpool are not blessed with massive squad depth. Um, I think if City didn't have a bad start, they had a bad start as well. Um I think we'll be a couple of points off them. It doesn't look too bad from Liverpool's position, but we've, been, we've rode our luck in a, quite a few ga- uh, amount of games this season, picking up the three points. Um, but the other teams around us have not lit up the sky either in terms yeah. of Chelsea. City haven't. Um, Man United thought they were going to be up there with the big boys this season. Clearly, that's not going to happen. Um I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought Arsenal were about to become a banter club after watching them at the start of the season. Um, I've seen a lot of people criticise Arteta, calling him a PE teacher. Um, he's the right man for Arsenal at the minute. Um, he's got them playing some good football. And like you said, two points behind us after being bottom of the league for a while. Um, it's going to be interesting this season, I think. Um, obviously, we ain't got international break now for the next three, four months, which which could help Liverpool if we could manage to keep some players fit. Um, Christmas is a busy period. I think if Liverpool come through the busy period, picking up points, I do think we could go on to win the league. Um, it just It's going to come down to how we get out of December and the middle of January.
0: I mean, I think it's quite tight, tight this season. You, you said really most of the other kind of the usual teams that are challenging for the top. You mentioned Chelsea, Manchester City, yourselves as well. Haven't been quite as consistent this season so far as usual, and the gap isn't that great. I mean, we, we're not that far off in terms of points off the top of the table, which is which is amazing. As I said, really, we at the start that we had, so it, it is. It is quite wide open, isn't it? And, you know, you say Liverpool could go on and win the league. They could. You know, there's three or four teams at the moment you could look at and say they've got an opportunity. But it is somebody finding that consistent run of form, isn't it? Because nobody's quite managed to, to do it yet. Every time you, you, everyone's strung together two or three decent performances, then a one or two... Poor results have crept in. Everybody's had it, and Arsenal actually won a good run, probably the best run in the Premier League at the moment. Actually, come into this game. Um, I, I mean, Luke. Obviously, the season has been has been very up and down. You've actually only won two um out of your out of your six your last six Premier League games, actually, and they were both away from home. So, do you think there's a problem at Anfield this season? And if so, why do you think you've maybe struggled for the, to get the wins at home?
2: It's a good question, actually. I think you know everyone thought last season. You know, Anfield's always been a fortress the last four or five Mm. years. Um, You know, last season behind closed doors, I mean, it didn't help Liverpool because obviously Liverpool, you know, you go to Anfield atmosphere, you know, it's like the 12th man, isn't it? Obviously at Anfield, as people say. Um, But I mean, if you look at recent form, even going back into last season, um, I mean, Brighton came to us, you know, our last game against Brighton and they got a two-all draw from being 2-0 down. Man City got 2 all draw. I mean, we love two-two draws at the moment <laughs> at home. Yeah. But um, it's a, it's an interesting one because I, I can't explain why, to be quite honest with you. I don't know why our away form is just, apart from the last game against West Ham, has just been, you know, our sort of road out of trouble, really. We usually do rely on, you know, playing at Anfield to be our sort of mm. way out to be getting three points in, in, in certain games. Um, I mean, that. The home games we've had have been quite tough i think maybe the fixtures i mean we've we've played chelsea at home already we've played man city um brighton for me has always been like a bogey side for us especially over the last couple of years um so we've had you know the home home games we've played we've played at the moment have been quite tough um but i mean obviously arsenal especially this weekend is not going to be an easy game for us because as you said two wins out of six isn't really good for a club of our standards and I think Arsenal do go into this game as, you know, the form team at the moment over the last sort of six to ten games. So it's not going to be easy. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I just hope that we can turn it around because, as Ricky said, you know, we're we're coming to, you know, towards that Christmas schedule where it's going to be so difficult with our squad death. Um, you know, and more importantly as well, we hopefully won't, you know, have to rely too much on Salah and Mane throughout the rest of the, you know, Christmas period in January because... They, you know, it looks like they will be gone for the African Cup of Nations as well, which will mm-hmm. be devastating for us. Obviously, I think Arsenal, Arsenal might lose one or two players themselves, but yeah, it's um, it's something that definitely Klopp needs to really think about. This home form is something that we really need to get back on track if we're going to challenge for this title this season.
0: Yeah, it seems to be. I know last year, as you said, you had a few problems at Anfield, but I thought that was more down to being no fans in the stadium. And it's, some clubs suffered really badly on the back of that, you know, and I thought Liverpool and Sheffield United, maybe another one as well um, with no fans in the stadium. So, yeah, that, that was a big thing. But this season, it's I don't know, i got the feeling watching the game against Brighton, actually, when you were 2-0 up, you, should, you would, thought you were 3-0 up when you got the third goal that got disallowed. And I don't know whether, did you feel that maybe the game was won and you dropped off or, and I don't know, a little bit of complacency. I mean, Brighton played well, but not many teams mm-hmm. come back from 2-0 down at Anfield, do they, to get a draw. And I know Brighton are playing well this season, but that was a shock really, wasn't it? I mean, I was surprised by, you know, Brighton could have even won it. They had a goal this late at the end, didn't they? They could have won it 3-2. And from, from 2-0 up, it's almost like, I can remember that not even that long ago, 2-0 down at Anfield, you, you'd lost. You, you might as well just go home mm-hmm. because you weren't coming back. And Brighton came back and, and nearly won. And, you know, I don't know, I just get the feeling watching Liverpool at home that there's something missing from where you've been before at Anfield. And whether it's a hangover maybe from last season where you did struggle at home for a while, I don't know whether or not it could be connected to that. But it, maybe it gives us a slight advantage because, you know, the games at Anfield where, um, I mean, I will come on to that actually because we've lost our last, what's it, five or six Times in the Premier League at Anfield in a row, conceding hundreds of goals. It's been ridiculous. to <laughs> get turned over every year. Um, but, but suddenly, for once, it's almost like I'm not feeling confident that we can win because it's Liverpool away and we never do. But going into this game, I'm probably a little bit more confident about this trip to Anfield than I've been for many, many years, actually. And that's partly on the back of our good recent form and the fact that you seem to be struggling. Um, obviously, at home a little bit. I mean, I mean, Ricky, what, what are your thoughts? Obviously, um, your record against us at Anfield's brilliant, isn't it? We can't stop conceding goals. It's, it's madness. I mean, do you think that it's, it's going to be a totally different game on Saturday to maybe we've experienced in recent years there?
1: Um Possibly. I think the way we've been playing at the minute, I think Klopp's going to have... Being his bonnet, um, you kind to let the players know early doors that we need to come out with a point to prove. Um, hmm. And I do think, as, as well as Arsenal have been playing, I do think Liverpool do lay down a marker again to someone at home at Anfield. Um, and I think, not to sound too confident, if Klopp gets the boys playing the way he wants them to play, it could be over before half-time. Um, because we do miss quite a few chances. Um, the first 20 minutes are crucial for Arsenal. They can weather the storm for the first 20, 25 minutes. Then Arsenal will be looking at it thinking we can possibly get Zank at the game because we tend to tire uh, this, this season for some reason. The last 30 to 35 minutes, we seem to take our foot off the gas and, and we don't get out of gear too. Um, And it's it's come back to punish us. Like the game against Brighton, I don't think clock note was was hard at the minute with the injuries. The midfield is crucial to what we do. It protects the back four. The back four, if they're left too open, we we can't play the football we want to play. And Arsenal have got some good players in that team at the minute that are on form. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what happens the first 20, 25 minutes and how many goals we can score because we tend to put four or five pass Arsenal in recent years in the first yeah. half hour of the game. So it'd be interesting.
0: I mean it will funny enough, I mean you say that. I mean in, in our recent games actually we've we've played really well in the first 20, 25 minutes and we've got games one Aston Villa at home. We we what we you know blew them away in the first first half, Tottenham at home, Leicester away. We got them two goals in the first twenty-five minutes and, and won that game. And that seems to be how we've been playing. And I mean away from home not so much perhaps. We've only scored um those we've only scored three goals away from home actually all season. Two of those were against Leicester. And we haven't scored in the second half of an away game yet in the Premier League, which is which is incredible when we're like into the middle of November. It seems mad that we haven't scored the second half goal away from home yet. But um yeah, I think that the first 20 minutes, I agree. That's going to be, you know, I don't think Arsenal will go flying out the block like we did against Leicester, for example. I don't think we will because we'll leave ourselves too open. I think we're going to want to grow into the game. And I think it's important because we have suffered some heavy beatings in the last few years. We've conceded a lot of goals. I think it's 28 in the last eight visits to Anfield. That's incredible, really. You know, for, a, for two teams that have been reasonably closely matched in terms of league positions over over a number of years so for you to have scored that many goals against us in those few games is quite worrying really but um i do think it's a different arsenal team defensively now i think we're a lot more structured better i think we've got a goalkeeper who commands the defense now we've got two decent center halves and i think it's going to be different but yeah, the first twenty minutes could be um uh, could be really, really crucial one way or the other if we have a goal or two down. I'm not sure we'd come back like right-handed, but but we'll see. And we've got Nigel in the chat there. He says, evening chaps. How you doing, Nigel? He says the two best African players today just so happen to be at Liverpool. Yeah, they certainly do. He said it would be like having Eto and Drogba as your strikers in the mid-noughties. He, of course, referring to Sadio Mane as well. Of course, fantastic player he is as well. Uh, and Nigel says, interesting, there may be thoughts on Gerard at Villa. What, what are your thoughts on that, actually? Before we move on, maybe have a little chat about that. Luke, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think he's, got, he's a good appointment for Villa? Do you think he'll do well? And is, is this a, his warm-up for the Liverpool job after Klopp?
2: I mean, uh, I think as it's probably the not non-biggest-kept secret in football. I think that is the plan. Like I think Liverpool... I've, Liverpool fans may agree with me or not, but, I mean, that is the plan to see if he's able to cope at this level because I don't think Liverpool were ever going to appoint Gerrard from Rangers in the next couple of years. I think he has to make that bigger step, you know, into the Premier League and see if he's able to do it at Aston Villa. Um, I mean, me and Rick have had a chat about it, um, you know, about it obviously when when he, when when he was appointed and I'm not overly... Sort of, I mean, what's the word? I I hope he does well. Of course he does. You know, Steven Gerrard. He's, in my opinion, he's our greatest ever player. In my opinion, definitely who I've seen in a Liverpool shirt. So, I hope he does well. Um, obviously, when we play against him, obviously that's where it's a bit different. We're we're against him for those ninety minutes. I think we've got him actually in a few weeks' time at home. So, hopefully, we've turned the form around because we'll need to win that game. But yeah, it's it may be a bit of a risk, I think, because he could have potentially stayed at Rangers maybe till the end of this season. um, See if he could do a back-to-back league win over Celtic. I mean, he's left them in a great position. Mm. Um, You know, they they won the title last season. I mean, to go unbeaten in any season, to be honest, like I know it's Scotland and Scotland isn't deemed to be one of the best leagues, but, you know, he's gone unbeaten throughout the whole league season, so you have to give him some credit. But it is a little bit of a risk, I think, because Aston Villa is a huge job at the moment. Um, they made, they've made a lot of big signings as well in the summer and that team hasn't really sort of been able to gel. So I think gerard has got a big job there. Um, but who knows? I mean, if he does well in the next couple of years, I do possibly see him as the Liverpool manager if Jürgen Klopp does decide to leave in 2024 when his contract expires. Um, but, I mean, Rick probably disagrees with what I'm saying, but it, it, it's, it's open for debate, I mean, about Gerard. I mean, yeah. I hope he does well, but at the same time, I'm not sort of overly sort of concerned about it because it's obviously not Liverpool at the moment.
0: No, I mean, I, I do think, you're right what you said, actually, Villa have, have bought, they bought a lot of players in the summer to replace Grealish, and it hasn't quite gelled, so I can see at thinking there's an opportunity there for him to, he's got some good players to work with, hasn't he? I think that's the first mm. thing he's probably looked at and thought, you know what, there's potential at this club to do well. I mean, last year they had a decent season, um, having just survived the season before, and you can see them wanting to build on that. Yes, they missed Jack Grealish, I think that's obvious, but I think he's looked on that as a good opportunity at a, a well-run club, actually, that's... Probably looking to to go to move forward, and and I do think that if he does well at Villa, then I think that Liverpool job will be almost be nailed on for him, won't it? If he does well at Villa, I mean, what what would be considered success at Villa? I'm not really sure, but obviously, if they finish in the top half of the league, maybe changing for Europe, who knows? And that will be the stepping stone. I mean, Ricky, you were sort of shaking your head there. Do you not do you not feel as though
1: Gerard will become Liverpool manager anytime soon? I don't think Gerard's the next Liverpool manager after Jurgen Klopp. I think there's two names out there that it could potentially be. Um, but I think if you're looking at Gerard, he needed to leave Rangers. I mean, it's, it's a Sunday league league over there. He's um, got two teams in the league. You can't get the Liverpool job off of a Rangers yeah. job. So I think Gerard looked at it. Villa become available. Let's be honest, I reckon Villa are one of the best teams outside the top six. Um, who who else would you take in that league? If you're Gerard, looking at it, you've got Villa who are financially well-backed. They've got a decent squad. Although it's not playing well, I just think Dean Smith weren't tactically there to get it the best out of them players. Um, But other than the teams like Newcastle, I think he would have took the Newcastle job if they weren't in a relegation battle and so far behind other teams. If they were in the top 15 Possibly would have took it then. Um, so I do think that is the job to take the Villa one. Um, so he's done well getting that. Um, but like I said, I don't think he's the next Liverpool manager. I think Liverpool are going to look at it and think there's a couple of names out there that we could still go get with the squad that would still have after Klopp. Um, it's funny that all the players have signed contracts extensions to when Klopp leaves. So Klopp will need to do the next rebuild for the next manager to come in, which I think he will. Although I still think Klopp, Klopp signs that new deal. Um, why leave a winning machine? There's no point unless you've got other plans, um, the Germany job. But I do think Gerard stays at Villa, does well there. And I think he signs another contract past what he's got now. And then further along down the road, I think he becomes Liverpool manager. Cause there's no point giving him it too early it will just ruin his career if you give him it too early and it
0: don't work out. Yeah, possibly. I mean, we, we've maybe got a similar kind of issue in the future with Patrick Vieira. Of course, he, he took over Crystal Palace, doing pretty well at the minute. they play some good football. And if he does well there over the next two or three years, if Arteta maybe doesn't bring the success to Arsenal, that everyone's hoping for i can see that transition happening and maybe we're in a different position to Liverpool. obviously you know you've won the champions league you've won the premier league in the last couple of years so you know you're in a much stronger position and maybe your next manager would maybe need to be someone with more top level experience of winning trophies rather than you know we could probably we've taken a risk with arteta we could probably take another risk with Vier in a couple of years time if he's had two years of decent years at, at um at crystal palace And i don't think any arsenal fans would be thinking he, w- he wasn't ready Arteaga's oh, not ready, but he's he's doing okay now. He's took it. He took a while. So um, yeah, I think it's slightly different situation with Liverpool, and Gerard. But it's good to see him. It's good to see him back in the Premier League, isn't it? I mean, he, he, you know, as much as he, he caused us a lot of grief over the years playing for Liverpool, you know, he's, he's one of the Premier League legends, isn't he? We can't deny it. England legends as well. And I know it didn't work out for Frank Lampard as a manager in the Premier League, particularly. Um, but Gerard does seem as though he's got a little bit more about him in management than maybe Lampard. Them has, and, and I'm sure he'll be a success and whether he ends up at Liverpool or not remains we'll, we'll to be seen but I'm personally quite pleased to see him back in the Premier League actually and it'd be interesting to see how he gets on managing a club like Aston Villa I, I agree with Ricky I think that they are one of the one of the better teams in the league now with the players that they've got and if he can get on playing They've got potential to do well you know i think there's a place in the top six for somebody this year um and the gaps are not great between a lot of teams so if he can get on play and who knows they could get in europe and then it'd be on a roll wouldn't he uh nigel says in chat as well he said i feel chelsea will fall away and it'll be between city and liverpool for the league i don't know i mean i think chelsea are going to remain in contention i think it's those three are going to be battling for the title which one of those three comes out on top at the moment you, you could throw a blanket over all three of them couldn't you really in, in terms of the, the quality I think that very very little to choose so that could be interesting but I think it is going to be a free horse race maybe for the title uh maybe West Ham maybe might surprise a few people do <laughs> a Leicester who knows they're certainly doing well at the minute aren't they? Um Terry's in the chat as well he says good evening mr Ricky and Luke and all in the chat um, we've got a comment there. I would try and read that name, but um, I'm not going to attempt to. Uh, but thanks for tuning in anyway. <laughs> and we've got the, the official uh, Wiry one says, Hello, everyone. Yeah, how are you, you doing? Terry says, yeah, that's Arsenal to a T. Great first 20 odd minutes. Then we seem to start dropping. But it has been the case recently, actually. Uh, Russ says, Evening chaps, how are you doing? And the truth sets Freeze back in. He says, uh, Richard in. Uh, he's a Tottenham fan, actually. He was in the he was in the North London derby, watch on the other day. Good to see you. Um, so he says, good evening, Russell. How are you, mate? And uh, he says, come on, you Spurs. Bob Marley, Spurs fan. There you go. So uh, good, some good uh, stuff going on in the chat, actually. So anyway, but um, yes, I mean, obviously, that was a little bit of a curveball there thrown just about Stephen Gerrard, which was thrown in. Nice, nice to talk about, actually, because I say I'm quite – interested that in how he's going to get on at Aston Villa and you know I'm sure he, I'm sure he will do well because I think he's got something about him as a manager that maybe you know Frank Lampard perhaps didn't have, and I say Vieira as well. I'm, I'm excited about what he's doing. So it's good to see these great players from the Premier League becoming decent managers, or hopefully decent managers in the Premier League as well, isn't it? You know, rather than going abroad, maybe and being successful over there. It's nice as staying in, in the Premier League and, and doing well there. Um, what I did want to kind of look at a little bit now is um, something that could be a little bit controversial, maybe a little, little bit interesting as well. We may have a little chat about this. <laughs> Now, I know you two will probably pick 11 Liverpool players in a combined Arsenal-Liverpool 11. Um, I don't necessarily think that's quite fair. So I think we need to maybe have a little discussion and try and squeeze a couple of Arsenal players in at least. And I think we can. I think there's a good case for two or three maybe to get in there. Maybe more, we'll see. I mean, I think interestingly enough, if we start with a goalkeeper, I mean, obviously at Arsenal at the minute, Aaron Ramsdale is absolutely on fire. He's probably the informed goalkeeper in the Premier League at this moment in time. He's still young. He's still learning. and, And he made his England debut, of course, last night. And of course, he's up against um, Allison, of course, who's been one of the more consistent goalies in the Premier League for the last sort of few years. It's, uh, it's, and he has scored a goal in the Premier League as well, of course, which is uh, unusual for a goalkeeper. um It's, it's quite—I t- think—it's quite tough to, to choose between those two. Actually, I mean, look, what are your feelings on the goalkeeping situation? Do you feel that it's difficult, isn't it, to pick one out of the other? Those two at the minute, the way they maybe Ramsdale on current form perhaps just maybe shades it. Would you say?
2: I think if you're looking on basis on current form this season, um, yeah, I mean, Alisson's had a few mistakes this season. I mean, he was at fault for all three goals against West Ham. Um, He was awful that day. Um, Obviously, if you're looking at goal threats, then obviously Alisson is a lot better than Ramsdale. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, personally, Ramsdale's been excellent. You know, he's been an excellent signing. A lot of Arsenal fans, you know, felt that, he wouldn't be a great signing for for Arsenal because of, you know, Sheffield United and Bournemouth. He got relegated and Arsenal were in a bit of a problem because, you know, they felt with he get relegated with him. But as good as Aaron Ramsdale has been, I mean, Alisson has been, you know, probably the best goalkeeper in world football over the last couple of years. Um, I know on basis of current form, I think Ramsdale could get the nod, but for me, Alisson has to be the, the number one one uh you know compared to the two in the cut in the in the sort of compare the 11 you have to put allison in there
0: i think the fact that he's obviously he's won the trophies, he's been at liverpool for a while he's won the trophies you you would say yes but i agree current form i do feel ramsdale is i think he's actually is the best informed goalkeeper in the whole of the league even 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 ahead of edison and, and everybody at the moment but yeah he's still quite new to to the job in a way he's he's not he's not played that many games for Arsenal even yet I mean I know he's been in the Premier League before um I mean Ricky what what are your thoughts on the goalkeeper situation who who would you I mean I'm sort of outnumbered here actually but anyway um if we were going to have a vote what who would you who would you vote for out of those two uh, maybe on current form perhaps over over this season
1: oh Ramsdale all day long I mean Harry's not the number one for England the, they keep picking T-Rex arms Pickford in front of him. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I did think Ramsdale was going to be a bit of a joke signing because he's been relegated, to, what was it, the last three clubs he's been at. But he's turned into an absolute weldy of a goalkeeper. Um, the Leicester game, I mean, you ain't going to see a better save than that all season, I don't think. Um, no. So on current form, it's got to be Ramsdale ahead of Alisson. Do you to sound yeah. silly? Liverpool fans might come for me for it, but I'd pick Ramsdale on current form.
0: Yeah, I mean, I must be I I agree. I was—I wouldn't say I was against us signing out Ramsdale. I I wasn't expecting him to be this good. I have to be honest. I mean, I've seen him play in struggling teams before, and yes, he, he looked a good goalkeeper, but I felt, you know, there was not much wrong with Leno, but then suddenly he's come in, and he's just been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the impact that he's had on the team, you know, when he, his first game, when he played his first game for Arsenal in the Premier League against Norwich, we were bottom of the league. And we're now, what, two points off the top four. So, you know, and a lot of that's down to him, not just down to him, of course, but he's been a big part of that. So, yeah, mm. I, I I think on, on this season's form alone, I think Ramsdale should get the nod but obviously, for historically over the last three or four seasons, yeah. but he's played in the Premier League rounds. So obviously, Allison's got the nod over him because of the trophies he's won and he's playing in a great team. So, but yeah, I think for this season, maybe Ramsdale perhaps deserves it. Um, I think the defense is is quite interesting because obviously our defense has really improved this season couple of new signings come in there and obviously your defense is is well ast- i mean if we're looking at obviously the first choice back four which for me for liverpool would be obviously trent Matt, van dyke and Robertson. i think that's your sort of first choice back four i know there's been some injuries there and if you're looking at that back four maybe against arsenal which now is probably tommy asu uh ben white gabriel and probably kieran Tierney. i don't think there's an awful lot in it actually in terms of the individual players i think at right back I think Trent probably just gets ahead on Tommy Asu because of the experience he's got and I think he's one of the best right backs in the Premier League. Um Trent. So I'd probably give it to him. I don't think you two would argue with that with you, Trent, for the right back position. No.
2: A Special <laughs> shout out for Tommy Asu, though, because I think he's definitely been one of Arsenal's best signings this season. Um yeah. Yeah. And I think I think they were linked with Arsenal were linked with a couple of other right backs. I think um I think the one at Spurs, I think Emerson was linked with Arsenal as well, and Arsenal sort yeah, of dodged was. a bullet there. Um yeah. And yeah, Tommy Asu has been very good for Arsenal. Um, but Trent Trent is literally Trent, apart from probably exactly. Salah, Trent is Trent Alexander Arnold. He, he, he creates all the chances for us, and he has to be in the team.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And I think Tommy Asu is, is still new to the Premier League. Uh, he's had a great start to his Arsenal career, and he, he has been a revelation, but. You know I don't think you, I think it would be even it would be silly for any Arsenal fans to pick him over Trent as the right back in the, the combined team. So yeah I think we definitely give Trent that one. I think the left back's more interesting though isn't it Ricky obviously the two Scotland teammates Robertson and, and Tierney quite difficult to to separate them I think that like they both they're both very good left backs aren't they probably two of the best in the Premier League actually and um it's it's a tough one to pick isn't it but who would you maybe who would you maybe go for there?
1: Oh I mean Robertson ain't had the best of starts to this season. Um at yeah. the minute I won't even start him left back for us, let alone mm. put him in a combined eleven. Um Tierney's <laughs> oh, one of them that he picks it's up a lot, a lot of injury injuries. Problems, I I wanna say I prefer the other Arsenal left back at the minute to Tierney. Yeah. Um comes in
2: but to Verez.
1: Yeah, everyone thought he'd look it he was gonna be a bit of a soft touch. He likes to drive with the ball. Um, Was it the Watford game last game? he done really well in that game. Um, But for left-back, if if you're just going to have to pick one, it'll have to be Robinson purely because what he's done at Liverpool. um, He's another one that's sort of transitioned that full-back position of how it's played these days. Um, So, yeah, I'd go Robinson at left-back.
0: I mean, you, you say Robertson has had the best start to the season, and I think the same is true of Kieran Tierney, actually. I didn't think he'd been playing particularly well till he got injured. And as you said, um, Tavares has come in, and he's been absolutely fantastic, you know, two or three games in a row now. And, you know, obviously Kieran Tierney's fit now because he, he played for Scotland um, mm-hmm. the other night, played well, and he's back in contention. So it would be interesting to see whether or not Tavares keeps his place or whether Tierney gets back in the team. And I, do, I don't think there's a lot overall to choose between Robertson and Tierney, if I'm honest. Um, obviously Tien, he's, uh, Robertson has got more experience in the Premier League in his career, he, he's been in the Premier League a bit longer um, but yeah I, I think it's a difficult one to choose actually between those two, I mean wh- what would you say Luke, I, I suppose you're going Robertson with you just because he's Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you know what it, I mean obviously if you're looking at overall experience and you know level of the game that we played at, yeah I would go Robertson but it's just a massive shout out for Simakas this season because I think he's been very good for us when he's played. Um, There's a lot of, co- I mean, Robertson, there looks like there's going to be an injury doubt for him on Saturday. So he may not even start. Um And I think as well as yourselves, I mean, Tierney's obviously got a few injury problems and when Tavares has come in, he's actually done a decent job. So for us, yeah. I mean, Simicas you know, deserves a bit of a mention as well because he's not really put a foot wrong, but, I mean, on current form, if I was to pick one, I probably would probably have to go someone like simicast or Saveras. It's probably quite difficult. But if you're looking at the overall left back when they're on, you know, on song, for me, you'd have to probably go with Robertson. But it's a tricky one at the moment. Arsenal were starting to, I mean, if it was a year ago, I mean, as you said before, there'd be a lot of Liverpool players in there. But this season, it's not been Hmm. Liverpool's way. So it's going to be a bit of a tricky one when it goes to obviously the different positions.
0: Exactly. I mean, I don't think I'd have done this last season because it would have been 10 Liverpool players probably. And, <laughs> uh, well, maybe even 11 Liverpool players, quite possibly, um, last season. So I think, you know, that you see that. And fair enough, we've only mentioned maybe three or four players already. And you can almost see that there's not a lot of difference, is there, between man for man so far in the teams, is there, so far? I mean, we'll, obviously, there'll be a few others later on uh, in the team that will maybe there'll be a bit more difference. But even the two centre-backs, well, obviously, Van Dijk is, is, a, is a pick straight away. We don't even need to have a discussion about that, do we? You know, no matter how well Gabriel, and I think Gabriel's been brilliant for Arsenal, and Ben White's getting there. Van Dijk is is the is the man. He's probably the best centre back in Europe anyway. So he obviously would get straight in the team. It's just who would be alongside him. Obviously Joel Matip's perhaps your first choice, sort of defender, hasn't he been over the last couple of seasons? You know we've obviously got sort of Ben White and Gabriel this season have really come on. Um, I've never been totally convinced by Matip. If I'm totally honest, I can see his strengths, but he, he's he's always been for me the weak link in the back four for liverpool and if i was playing against liverpool i'd be wanting to target him um obviously as opposed to van dyke anyway but you'd want to target Matic because i feel he's got a mistake in him um i don't know what you guys you watch him every week uh, whereas i only watch him sort of properly maybe two or three times a season so maybe it's, it's harder to judge i mean um what would you say about that ricky then for for the sort of a partner in van dyke would you, would you look at Matic or maybe one of the two arsenal guys
1: who have been brilliant this season as well as the Arsenal boys have been, I feel I'd have to go for Joel Matt, but I think he's been better than Van Dyke this season. Um, wow. he, he drives with the ball out of defence. He knows how to... He's a ball-playing centre-half, which is massive for what we do. Um, but yeah, he's definitely been the better out of him and Van Dijk. Um If I was going to pick an Arsenal centre-half out of the two, it would be Gabriel. I'm still not convinced of Ben White. Um, mm. I think he gets... Anyone that's got a bit of pace kills Ben White. Um, he, he, yeah. He's quite rushing to a tackle. Um, we we'll see it against Lukaku. Lukaku just dealt with him and I think it was Mari at the time that you had at centre-half. Um, but yeah, if I want to go one, it'll be, it will it. would have been Gabriel between him and Matt, But I want to just go for Matt purely because we're above you in the league. Just yeah, and I think <laughs> we've walked our Champions League group as well with Joel Matip at centre half. So you've just got to give it props to Joel Matip that he's the man that should be next to Van Dyke in that in that centre half.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I would I would agree out of our two, definitely Gabriel is the, is the better one, and I think Gabriel's actually been the difference at the back for Arsenal. I think Ramsdale and Gabriel coming into the team after the Man City game has been what's turned our season around. And he's been absolutely brilliant. And, you know, you say maybe Van Dyke's not been in the best form this season, but even a, even a half, even a 50% Van Dyke's better than most centre-halves in the league, right. isn't he? So, you know, it's not it's not so much a problem. But, yeah, I think that's an interesting one, actually. I'll say I've never really been a massive um, fan of, of Matip, but I don't perhaps watch him enough to, to, to maybe form a proper judgment on him. And I do feel that Gabriel, for me, has been absolutely brilliant this season. So I, I would be tempted to give it to Gabriel. I mean, what are your thoughts, Luke, on, on Matip? Is he as good as, as Ricky says or is he maybe over-exaggerated it slightly?
2: I mean, Ricky over-exaggerates a lot of things, but um, <laughs> to be honest, um, it's actually one thing I do agree with him. I think Joel Matip's been superb for us this season. Um, one or two games he might have been out of sorts because of the way we like to play with a high line and if Liverpool ain't really got the midfield working, then he gets a bit exposed. But to be honest, mm. I think Joel Matip for us has been our best defender this season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rick. I think is it two defeats from about 46, 47 games, and Matip's been in the side for Liverpool. I mean, it's yeah, just he hasn't lost a lot. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I obviously know. the West Ham game obviously was one exception, and I think the Watford game when we lost the unbeaten run. Um, yeah. But I mean, a lot of Arsenal fans were happy that day when we lost to Watford. But to be honest, um, yeah. Uh, I would put Joel Matip in that side. I just think he's just an excellent defender. And he is, for me, in my opinion, he's a very underrated centre-back. But I think it's because us as Liverpool fans obviously watch him a lot more than maybe other teams. As you said, Richard, yeah. like you know, you maybe only watch Matip when you play against Liverpool or maybe like on the odd game on the TV, for example. Um, yeah. But I mean, if you look at the Arsenal boys, I think mean Ben White struggled at the start and he's obviously settled a good partnership with Gabriel. I think Gabriel is definitely your number one centre-back, in my opinion. Um, okay. and for us, I mean, kanate has been good when he's come into the team. Um, you know, Gomez ain't really getting a run of form, so like we've got, you know, for us, we've got some good center backs to pick from. But if I was to pick one, Joel Matip for me, all day long,
0: okay. Now, yeah, you've made a good point, but you've 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 fought his corner well there, both of you. I'll um, <laughs> still probably a bit Gabrielle, given that, given the choices. Um, uh, Statman Stubs Football Channel in the chat says there VVD and Gabriel. That would not be a bad partnership them two. Actually, to be fair, mm. I think that would work pretty well as well. To, as it goes, I think they would complement each other well. That would be a good partnership. I'd probably be tempted to go with that as well. Um, so that that's a good one there. Uh, I mean, midfield is is an area that we've we've struggled in in the last sort of year or so or more really to to get consistency. And although obviously you know you've got a, you've got a great team, I feel as though your weakest area of your team is your midfield um overall personally from what from watching you, you play it tends to be i don't know not, not that it's weak it's just maybe the weakest part of your team I mean, obviously henderson captain is is probably a, a mainstay in the midfield um and i suppose you know looking at the moment in the way Arsenal set up maybe thomas Partey would be the one in competition with him um uh, that's quite an interesting one, isn't it? they are t- different types of players, obviously. Um, But, I mean, what do, what do you think about that one? Ricky Henderson or Thomas Partey? What, what are you thinking?
1: Oh, honestly, I do not rate Thomas Partey. Like, Luke's brother's is an Arsenal fan. And he raves about him. And I look at him and I just think, what do you do in a game? I mean... At least for a goal the other week, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> maybe where I probably don't watch Arsenal a lot that I don't really see what party offers a game because we all know what Henderson offers. He'll run around like a headless chicken for 90 minutes,
2: mm.
1: um, past the ball sideways and backwards. But, um, I just think Henderson gives you that bit more leadership, like he'll drag you on in the game, yeah. Sort of, if you're looking. Technically, you're probably going to go party. Um, but I just think the compare. if you're going to put party against anyone, it would have been Fabinho. Um, I, don't, I just think Henderson gets in ahead just for the leadership skills. That's the only reason I'll put him in head a party. He hasn't, he's been poor this season, Henderson. The, I don't know if it was the Euros um, coming back from that, um, the contract situation with Henderson his football's really been affected this season. I'd, i I think he's been really poor. But um I'd put him in there just purely for leadership.
0: No, I mean I I, I get that side of it definitely. And I, I think he's he is a good he's a good leader and he works hard for the team. And he's a, he is a different sort of player to Thomas Partey and I don't think mm. Thomas Partey's quite settled in yet. And I think there's a lot more to come from Thomas Partey than Arsenal shirt. I'm honest he's had a few injury problems as well. Um I think Henderson's obviously is an established premier league player now he, you know he, he must have played 300 400 games in the premier league in his career so i suppose he'd have the edge there and and maybe but i, I don't know i feel to- thomas is improving a lot actually he's getting better but we don't i mean i suppose maybe jacker and henderson would have maybe been a fairer kind of yeah. um you know comparison but Jacker's obviously injured and he's going to be out for a while but he, even then i would probably put henderson ahead of jacker if i wanted um so yeah he, he probably is i mean you mentioned fabinho obviously fabinho's a, a great player, and I, I think he would have to go in the team just because we haven't really got anybody at that level. I don't think you know. Midfield is the one here that really does need strengthening. You know. In our team over the next couple of transfer windows, if we're going to be able to compete with the top teams, that's our weakness. You know, obviously Jack is injured. We haven't really missed him so much because um, Samuel Conga's come in, who looks a great player. Actually, I think yes. you know he, he's been amazing. But you wouldn't certainly wouldn't put him in ahead of Fabinho, would you? I mean, look, you, you must be you must enjoy Fabinho playing for Liverpool. He's a good player, isn't he? He's the
2: best. In, he's the best DM in world football. It's. I mean, it's. I just see a comment. I'll just quickly say from Shane Curtin saying, "I think, it, I think go with, uh, see where it's going with Ricky's picks." I mean, wait till we get to Bobby no goals. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's when it gets interesting. Hey, hey, mate, you, you'd be very um, shocked by the third
1: <laughs> centre midfielder I'd put in in this team. You'd be shocked. <laughs>
2: But, um, I mean, just to be honest, with our injury problems at the moment, it might be. Um, for Fabinho, for me, he is, as I said before, he's the best defensive midfielder in, in world football at the moment. Um, he's had his injury problems um, this season, he's not been at his full best. I think Liverpool's midfield this season has been a bit wishy washy, like, we've had a lot of injuries we've had a lot of inconsistency Henderson included um, as Ricky said I personally would put Henderson in the side for his leadership and his experience I think I, I see where you're coming from Richard I do think Thomas Partey has definitely improved in an Arsenal shirt this season I think yeah. you know last season I didn't really see too much of him he had a few injuries himself but to be honest I was sort of looking where does he where does he come around in this side because Arsenal's midfield for the last I mean I, I know this sounds really bizarre but I think since the likes of when vieira sort of left Arsenal, you've you've had no real sort of midfield player that's got a leader in there, like someone that's a, a you know, like a dirty midfield player that's able to put his foot in and you yeah. know, sort of show himself about. And I mean the only sort of midfield player I would say that Arsenal over the years that have have had that sort of level, but just unfortunately with injuries let him down was the RB. But um yeah. Yeah. to be honest, i f- I just I think you know liverpool's midfield compared to arsenal's is at the moment it's probably one area where i would say we've got a little bit more um as as well as injuries but yeah i mean fabinho for me easily goes into that side um he goes into any team in the in the world um and he's definitely been one of my favorite players watching the liverpool shirt since he signed for us
0: yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why I didn't want to put him up against Thomas Partey is because he, it would have been a no contest and I wanted to try and squeeze Thomas Partey in if I could, and I thought Henderson was probably a better option to put him up against because he may have a bit more <laughs> of chance of getting in, but um, I think you're right. I mean, Fabinho would, would walk into a, any team in the Premier League. He's certainly walking into our team without any of a doubt, so he would have to be included in any, any combined eleven because he's better than any midfield player that we've got in his position. Well, I do think Sambi um Terry puts a comment in there. Sambi all day long has got to be in there. I mean, he's He's definitely, um, again, he's another one that's come into the team, a young player, um, hit the ground running. He's put got some really good performance in. I think it's a little bit too early to maybe put him in a midfield with some of these Liverpool guys that have been there and done it and you know got the, got the medals to prove it. So maybe in a, in a few years' time, Samby may well uh, feature. I, I think it's a little bit too early for him. We've got an interesting line up here, actually, from, from the official Y1B says. Uh, combined 11 on form Ramsdale, Trent, Gabriel, Van Dyke, Tavares. Interesting choice there. Henderson, Partey, Ketia, Salah, Saka, and Smith Rowe. I mean, an interesting team there, actually. And, and it's pretty well balanced with players from both sides, actually. Um, but we'll come on to maybe some further positions up the pitch. Um, Statman Stubbs Football Channel says their party is not fit to lace Henderson's boot. Hendo offers leadership experience. And players look up to Hendo. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's true. Party hasn't done enough for me as of yet. No, I agree. Not yet, he hasn't. But he's improving, and I think he's going to be great actually. And I think he he will be a really good player in the Premier League as time goes on. But yeah, maybe at the moment he's not quite. He isn't quite there yet. But he's got potential. Um, I mean, obviously the the, the third midfield player. I, I guess for Liverpool, would, would you say Thiago or who else would you maybe put in there for Liverpool? Are you shaking your head there, Luke?
2: Oh. oh, oh, oh.
1: Rick, like, do you want I to take it even, I won't even mention any Liverpool player name. That third midfield spot would have to go to Smith Rowe. I think the kid is unbelievable. Um, he, he would be one of the uh, Arsenal player that I'd want at Liverpool. Um, I mean, if Arsenal can keep hold of him for the next four to five years, what an absolute talent he is. Um in his early days, he, he tend to pick picked up a lot of shin injuries, but it seems like he's overcoming that because he's still growing, obviously. I mean, mm. what a player he is, and he'd easily get in that midfield free. Could you imagine a midfield free of Fabinho, Smith-Rowe, and whoever Liverpool can pull off the stretcher just to come in? <laughs> it, it, I mean, it'd be unbelievable I think he's top drawer.
0: No, he is. I mean, there's no doubt. And, you know, over the last year or so, since he's really sort of been in the Arsenal team regularly, you can see how much he's he's come on as well. Uh, And now obviously playing for England as well, scoring last night, his first Mm -hmm. goal for England. So, yeah, I mean, he he is a fantastic player. And he's been one of the main... I think he's actually saved Arteta his job because almost a year ago when we were struggling, um, it looked as though Arteta was almost on his way out. And then Smith-Rowe's come into the team, that Chelsea game. He had a brilliant game that day. And since then um you know our form's turned around so i'm not saying it's just down to him but he's been he has been fantastic i agree i mean you'd have to fit him in the team somewhere definitely i i I would like to fit him in there because he deserves to be in there on on form this season and he's adding goals to his game as well i thought the one thing maybe he'd been lacking before was he didn't score enough goals you know for a, a sort of attacking midfield player in the position that he plays he should be getting double figures a season. And last season he got sort of two or three. And that was it. And it's like, that's not really enough. Whereas now this season he's got five already and we're not even at Christmas. So he's well on target now to, to get the goals that he should be getting. And that was the last thing that I think he had to do. And he has now. And yeah, I mean, I think he deserves to be in the team. I mean, what what would you say, Luke there? Would, do you think um, Smith Rowe's a good shout for that position?
2: hundred percent. I think uh, I, I will go with Smith Rowe as well. As you said, he got his first goal last night for England. He's fully deserved that England call-up. He's been excellent for Arsenal. Um, he's probably been Arsenal's best player this season, in my opinion. Um, he's definitely come under the radar. He's definitely one that maybe last season Arsenal didn't really sort of think that would he be able to be good enough to get into that starting 11, uh, you know, and even into the squad. But he's proved a lot of people wrong. Um, I think, I mean, uh, looking at Liverpool's midfield, I was sort of shaking my head about Thiago. I mean Rick calls him the prawn cracker like he's literally just He can't stay fit. He he's Thiago is a you know in world football over the last 10 years Thiago has definitely been one of the best central midfield players in the world.
1: Mm.
2: When he's in a Liverpool shirt we can definitely see what he can do. You know he's he's a great passer of the ball. He's able to you know break defences down with his passes. But it's just again, whenever he puts a Liverpool shirt on, it looks like it's a two week injury and he's out for eight weeks. Like, we just don't know what's going on with him. Um, but if I was to pick another third, the third midfield player that we've chose, it has to be Emil Smith Rowe. He's been fantastic for Arsenal. Um, I think Laconga's been very good for Arsenal. we a couple of good shout outs there as well. I think for us, I think the only other two that have been pretty decent for us, um, I think Nabby Kate has been pretty good when he's been fit. Um, mm. He's probably been one of our best midfield players to be quite honest with Naby Keita, um, and again, all, always injured. But Curtis Jones, again, just always picks up injuries there and there. But and I mean, we can't forget about him. I think we've really we forgot about him the last few weeks. But Harvey Elliott's been absolutely exceptional for us. He was getting in the team when we were at Chelsea. Um, you know that. Fortunately, we see pictures a few days ago that he's now back in training, which is a great sign mm. for us. And he looks like he will be, you know, Liverpool's next big star in the next couple of years in that sort of position. Because we felt that he'd be more of a wide player, but he's now playing more centrally. And, you know, if he would have stayed fit, you know, we wouldn't have got the injury against Leeds, then Javier it would be a massive mention for this combined eleven. But, hmm. yeah, I think if you're going to go on form and the way he's been this season, Smith-Rowe's definitely in the side.
0: Yeah, no, you well, you make a good point actually there. Yeah, obviously, that was a bad injury at Leeds, wasn't it? Well, that was that was awful. It was accidental as well. well. I don't think it was a bad tackle necessarily, was it? It was unfortunate the way... He got injured, but it's good that he said it. If he is back up and running again, that's great, and hopefully, he'll be back playing again soon because he's got great potential as well. Um, but yeah, I think Smith Rowe deserves to be in there, definitely. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And uh, we've got a comment here in the chat from the official uh Y1B says, I've just um just found a ball in West London from one of the party shots. <laughs> yeah, some of them have some of them ended up all over the place on the M25, some of them have ended up so. Um, <laughs> but he, he did he did score the other week, didn't he, with a header? So that's good, hopefully, he'll get a few more now, but yeah, some of his shooting hasn't been the best. To be fair, and the truth says, free says there to Jordan Henderson a forward pass is like skydiving for him, so adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously not not a fan of Jordan Henderson, but um, again, as it's been mentioned before, I don't think we can argue too much with what he's brought to Liverpool over the years. I suppose as captain and stuff, so um, that's fair enough. Now we come on to the most interesting part of the team. I think the front three, you know, the, the famous Liverpool front three, it's been called, but I do think that Arsenal have got one or two shouts as well to maybe uh, be in with, with, with a chance, you know, some of the forward players that we've got. Um, I mean, we, we'll skip over Mo Salah because he's definitely in there regardless. I think he's definitely there. So it's Mo Salah and, and plus two others, isn't it, really? It's just which
1: two, I mean. Um, easy, it's an easy decision.
0: Is it? A, it might have be been an easy decision for you, but I, I think there's, I think there's, there's three or four <laughs> options that we could look at for those two other positions. Obviously, I suppose the first one we we'll look at it will be will be Firmino because uh, you know you're, I don't know if uh, he's uh, one of your favourites at the minute. Is he Bobby Firmino? What are you thinking, Ricky?
1: Oh, he won't get in the combined eleven. my f- My front three would be Saka on the right, Salah down the middle, and Mane on the left. I mean, Saka again another absolute talent Arsenal have got there the um, same as Smith Rowe hmm. a pair of them are complete ballers I mean they're going to be in that England squad um, for years to come if Gareth Southgate knows what he's doing with that 11 um, clearly he don't but Saka Smith Rowe if Arsenal can keep them away from Man City for 4-5 to five years who knows what Arsenal can do as well as obviously strengthening, but the front three, Salah picks himself, Saka in there because he's class, and I just think Mane gets in there above of, let me pick up a paycheck every week and maybe score the odd tap in here and there, (laughs) Bamiyang.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel that's a bit harsh, but I kind of get where you're coming from because he, he, he does tend to give that impression quite a lot, to be fair. But um, I think over the course of his career and certainly the time he's been at Arsenal, he, he scores goals and he, he's more than matched Sadio Mane's output in goals, hasn't he? Over the last three or four years he's been in England. So I don't think it's necessarily as clear cut as just Mane straight in over a Bamiyang. I mean, I do think there's one or two others that we've maybe not even looked at. I mean, I think um, Diego Joss is a great player, actually. And um, the way he, he's... He always seems to pop up with goals when he plays. And, you know, he's, he's had a tough job really getting into that Liverpool front three because it's been, the you know, uh, an established front three for Liverpool for a few years. And he, and he came in last year. And and I think that he's he's, he's a good player, Diago Jota, actually. I really do like him. I think he works hard. He's a threat. He gets goals. He can score headers. He can. He's good with his feet. I just think he's an all-round really good player. Um, it's difficult now, isn't it, when you've got as much forward talent as both these two teams have got. If you've got to narrow it down to, well, Salah and two others, it, it's maybe difficult for Jota to get in. But do you feel that he, he deserves a, a shout at um, Luke then uh, Jota? Because he's a good player, isn't he? He,
2: he does. I mean, I um, I call him Diogo Slaughter. I mean, that's just... Uh, he. I mean, he, he came on last year in the game at the Emirates and changed the game. I mean, he scored a header, as you said. Like mm-hmm. he, He's one of those players that he can score all types of goals, to be quite honest. He scored in... Yeah. I think he scored his first Liverpool goal against Arsenal when the home game um That's right, yeah. and yeah it was a bit uh, when we when we signed Diego Jota it was like where is his best position because like we thought maybe out on the left it would be the competition with Mane um you know we needed that competition alongside the wide players especially um but he sort of cemented his his position now more centrally um Firmino goals have dried out over the last couple of years. He's more of a goal involvement player now. Um, he might get the odd sort of five to ten goals maybe, but Jota is more of a goal threat now, I would say, than Firmino. Um, but I don't know. I just think with with my front three, you know, with Salah on the right, 100% I would go with actually. Um, I'm sort of going with the approach where, I know Rick's not going to like me with this, but I'm going a bit with the approach where, I see a Bamiyang, He's always scored goals wherever he's wherever he scored, and yeah. it sounds a bit strange, but I, I mentioned earlier about Arsenal haven't really got that sort of leadership skills. I mean, he's actually not too bad of a captain, I would say, in that Arsenal team. What Arsenal have got around them, I think, if you look at that Arsenal setup right now, I don't think there's many sort of leaders leaders in that side. I think a Bamiyang has tried to take that role with his own sort of thing but i think if you look at his his goal record i think you can't not leave him out he has to be for me through the middle i think if he's in jürgen klopp's 11 i think in jürgen klopp's liverpool team right now he will score us 15 20 goals a season there's no doubt in that um for me abameyang has to go into that central position left hand side it's a difficult one Mane has been a lot better this season than what he was last season um But as we mentioned before, Bakayo Saka has been, he's been exceptional. If I'm going on form, I'll probably go with Saka, to be honest, at the moment. I think Mane's had a couple of off games more compared to Saka this season. So my front three, I know it's a bit strange, but I'm trying to be a bit more, I don't know, not too more Liverpool biased, I should say. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with Salah, Aubameyang and Saka.
0: I mean, that's a uh, maybe a controversial front three in many ways, I suppose. I mean, uh, you, you got to look at it as well. I mean, I suppose if Klopp was a manager, because, of course, he did manage Aubameyang, didn't he, before at Dortmund, and he, he got a lot of goals there. So you would imagine that he would be able to maybe get more goals out of him than perhaps Arteta has managed to do, because, who you know, Emily got more goals out of him as well when he first was at Arsenal. So um, I, I can see Aubameyang is worthy of, of being mentioned in that front three. Uh, is he... Better than the other players out of there. I'm, I'm not sure if if he is on current form. He's been a bit hit and miss. But um obviously, Salah's in there. I agree. I'd love Saka to be in there. He, he can. The good thing about Saka is he can play left or right. He's very versatile. He, he he played in about three positions for England last night, didn't he? He played on the he played left back in the first half. He was then on from the mm. right. He then went to sort of through the middle almost, and he played on the left. He was everywhere. So. I think he should be in just on his versatility as well. So then it just leaves the, the sort of centre forward. And I, and I know Ricky was sort of maybe tempted to play Salah through the middle, which, yeah, p- possibly could work. I, I actually like him sort of cutting in from that right-hand side onto his left foot. I just think that's what he's good at. And, you know, you could play Saka on the left, him on the right. And then it does leave a position in a centre forward. And neither team really has an out-and-out centre forward that plays regularly. I mean, Lacazette... Arsenal drops quite deep and he's not really, you know, now, isn't an out-and-out centre-forward. Jota isn't an out-and-out centre-forward, is he? So maybe Aubameyang would be the best player suited for that position with the other players around him, maybe then it leaves Mane out, which is harsh on Mane. I agree. Um, it is tough because are some great attacking players. And let's hope that on Saturday, these attacking players can all have good games and it can be a good game. And we can see like a five all or a four all that we've seen at Anfield in recent years. You know, that'd be nice wouldn't it, if, if that could happen. Um, we've got a, a question here from the official Y1B for me, actually he says, um, question for Richard, do you think Arteta has solidified his position? And do you think he's the right man for the job long-term? I mean, that's quite interesting, actually, because I do feel at the minute we're at a 10 game unbeaten run and it's a great run. We've not always played brilliantly, but we've got results and that's part of the key, isn't it? You know, great, successful teams. never You don't play well all season. You, you have to grind out results and we've done that. I don't feel we've been really tested as much yet. You look at the fixtures, it's a pretty nice run of fixtures that we've had. Leicester away being the only game you can look at and think potential difficult game. We've won that. The other games, the home games, you would have expected us to have not lost anyway. You know, teams like Norwich, Watford, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, you'd have expected us to get results against them. Uh, Even some of the away games, Brighton, a tough game. We got away with a draw. Burnley, we won. Leicester, we won. So the results have been good, but I'm not convinced yet that he's completely the right man to take us forward. I think the next few games, obviously, Saturday's another, probably the biggest test so far, obviously, Liverpool away. It's always been a tough game for us. I think if we compete with Liverpool, we don't roll over as we have done in recent years, maybe even match a result. And then we push on from there. We've got Man United away to cover Everton away to come, difficult games. We'll know more. about. I think by Christmas, we'll know more about this Arsenal team. And maybe if Arteta is the right man long term, um, we'll see. Certainly at the moment, we can't criticise him because the, the results speak for themselves. And look at the position we are in the league. I say we, we win on Saturday, we go above Liverpool. And, we, you know, that would be incredible absolutely incredible when I think Liverpool were top and we were bottom at the start of the season. So, you know, it would be an amazing turnaround to, 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 to have done that. I know it's a big ask to expect us to win, but the jury's still out for me on Arteta. I mean, what, what do you go? I mean, Luke, what, what, what are your thoughts on Arteta overall? I mean, he's still quite early in his managerial career and maybe he got the Arsenal job a little bit sooner than perhaps he should have done. In reality, it's a big job and he lacked the experience, but he seems to be heading in the right direction. Finally, do you think he maybe is the right man to take Arsenal forward? Or do you think maybe, he's going to end up being a uh, a transitional manager and somebody else will come in maybe in a year or two with these great young players and be able to take us to that next level.
2: Sounds a bit bizarre, but he's like your version of Gerard, but three years early. I mean, like he's obviously yeah. an ex player. Yeah. Um, he's come from, I mean, he, he must, he must have taken a lot in of what he learned when he was with Pep Guardiola. I mean, I mean, all jokes aside, surely he didn't just put the cones out. Like he must've learned a lot under Pep, but, um, you've got to give him a bit of credit this season. He's turned it round. I mean, the first few games, Arsenal were literally on the verge of, you know, it's a relegation season for Arsenal. But he's obviously, uh, you know, he's made history at Arsenal again. I mean, was it they were bottom and Spurs were top and now they're above them? I mean, it's just, I mean, obviously, I know Arsenal fans were like that, but to find themselves only two points behind Liverpool at the moment in this season, no Arsenal fan in the world, and even Liverpool fans, would have actually seen that happening. And no. you in that situation, apart from Liverpool, a bit of poor form and Arsenal being good, you've got to give credit to the manager. And I think he's obviously done a decent job. But I agree with you, Richard. I think, you know, the big games are coming thick and fast for Arsenal. Like Liverpool away, Everton away is always a tough place to go to for Arsenal. Um, you know, Man United, obviously, I know Man United are giving away points at the moment, the whole Trafford. But I mean... It's this is the test for him now. You know, this is where yeah. Arteta will solidify him as the, the future going forward. My brother's an Arsenal fan, and he was unsure. Um, you know, he at the end of last season he turned around and said he possibly could have had to have been, you know, been sacked or hmm. Arsenal can go somewhere else. But he's 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 proven a few people wrong. But let's see over the next five to ten games, let's see where Arsenal are. And obviously, you know, that's probably where I would see. Arteta going forward as you know Arsenal manager or not, but I mean one thing I will say just before if someone else wants to get their input, I mean he's better than another PE teacher across you know near us at the moment. I mean, <laughs> I mean I, I, I think he's doing an excellent job over at Old Trafford, and I want him to stay you know long term. I think he's excellent, but you know, good luck to Arteta, and hopefully he does well. Yeah, I, I,
0: no, I mean I, I kind of um agree with a lot of what you said there, and I, and I do feel as though um he's. He's maybe proved a few people wrong this season, certainly over the last 10 games, definitely. I think, you know, when we were bottom of the league after three games, I thought that was it. We had a poor season last year overall, finished eighth, wasn't good enough. We got knocked out of Europe early. We didn't qualify for Europe. Then we started with three really poor performances, no goals scored, bottom of the league. And I didn't really sure how he could survive that, but he got some new players in that he wanted and he's turned it around and he's done it quickly. So you've got to give him credit for that. I still think we haven't really been, been stretched very often, yeah, the games that we've had, i say I wouldn't have expected us to lose too many of them. Leicester was the only one and we've got a good record there in the last couple of years. So, um yeah, I think Saturday's a real big test and not so much just for the result. When I mean, we will come on to the result, maybe uh, in a little while, but more just I want to see Arsenal compete with Liverpool Anfield in the Premier League. Because we haven't done so for many, many years and it will be, that will be, that will be the test for me. If we go there and we're 3-0 down after 25 minutes, as Ricky said, we may well be, then to me there's no improvement at all. And maybe that's would sum up where we are, but if, if we're at Anfield and it's nil nil going in the last 10 minutes, or it's 1 1 or whatever it is, and we're in with a chance of getting a result, uh, and we compete with even if we end up losing, to me that's a massive improvement. That's a step forward, and that maybe shows that we are moving in the right direction because these are the games we want to be judged on. You know, beating Watford at home and beating Norwich at home to me doesn't judge. Where, where we need to kind of look at ourselves against. We need to look at ourselves when we play against teams like Liverpool. Obviously, we already got hammered off Man City. We've been beaten off Chelsea. Yes, that was with slightly different players in the team. Um, so we'll have to play them again and see. But these are the teams I want to see us compete against for 90 minutes. And if we can do that on, on the weekend, then to me, we are heading in the right direction. And hopefully... Um, maybe Arteta is, is going to be able to, to, to do the job. I mean, what, what are you thinking, Ricky? Obviously, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on Arteta overall? He, he is, he's maybe, I mean, I, I think Luke's somebody like, well, he's maybe, you know, coming to the Arsenal job two or three years earlier than maybe he, he perhaps should have done, looking at his lack of experience. But he's doing all right now, isn't he? And I think that's maybe what we need to look at more.
1: I mean, the end of last season and the start of this season, any other club sex their manager Um, They panic, get rid of him. Um, Arsenal stuck with him. Obviously, he spent some money in the summer. They stuck with him, even after the bad start. Um, He's turned it around massively. I mean, to be two points behind Liverpool after what he started off with is massive. Um, I do believe he's the right man to go forward with Arsenal. You don't work under Pep Guardiola, just handing bibs out and putting the cones out and not actually learning anything. Um, You can see he's trying to get his own way of football in. Um, he's very vocal on the touchline. He's, he's not mm-hmm. one of them just to sit there and watch. Um, he's. I did say to someone the other day that he possibly needs two or three more windows to get a few more of his own players in. Like That midfield needs a revamp. Um, yeah. If he gets some technically gifted players in that midfield that play the style he wants to play, Arsenal, it's, it's a slow process, but Let's be honest, if it weren't for money bags, Man, Man City, Chelsea, now Newcastle, whatever they're going to do, Arsenal, again, in the right direction, then surely should compete in the next couple of years. Um, I do think top four is a bit of a push for them this season, um, but I do think you will come close. So hopefully they stick with Arteta, um, given the financial backing he needs in the summer. No one buys anyone in January because overpriced um but yeah he's got a solid foundation two good center halves he's got a top goalkeeper um got some young english players that are coming through that look unbelievable he just needs to offload a few of the time wasters like it. need to let him go um Bamiang always seems to step up when, when he comes under a bit of criticism. He's not a left winger. Um, I think Arteta's finally figured that out, that you can't play him on left wing. So it, it's exciting time for Arsenal fans. I just think they need to stick with it and not jump on Arteta's back if you do go through. Because you've got a very young team. So I do think you will go through periods under him where you're not picking up three points everywhere. But you just got to stick with it. No, I agree. I
0: think it is a young team and young teams do tend to be slightly inconsistent, especially as we don't have a lot of leaders around to help them along. And I have I said that, you know, when we got like when we bought mainly young players in the transfer window that I'm sure they're all going to be extremely good players. And some of them are already. But when things aren't going so well, you need a few leaders on the pitch. Like You've got Henderson, as we mentioned before, that can maybe help you through help the younger players through difficult moments in games. And we don't really have that. And I think that's where we maybe will lose out this season and maybe next season as well. And, you know, Arteta has has brought a lot of defensive players. He hasn't really brought any attacking players in. So maybe, like you said, he needs a couple of transfer windows to sort that out as well. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it, it is... I can see signs of improvement, certainly more recently than perhaps, you know, we were seeing over the last year or so when he didn't really look as though he was improving anything. Um, But he clearly is now. and We can see by the results, you know, forced by the the, the form of some of these great young players, as we've said. So, yeah, I mean, let's hope he can do it. I mean, I do feel this season there's a place in the top four for somebody because I think Liverpool, Man City and Chelsea are probably going to have the top three places wrapped up. I know they were out of the top three at the minute, but I'm sure they'll finish in the top three. And I do feel as though there's no one else really below those three have really shown any sort of consistency. And, you know, there's a place, I think, in the top four this season for somebody, you know, whether Tottenham can sort it out under Conte, who knows? You know, Arsenal are up there at the minute. If we can keep going, who knows? Um, You know, Man United, they've squeezed into the top four a few times. You know, who knows? I mean, there is a place there for somebody. And there's four or five teams. I think, have got a chance. And Arsenal are one of those teams, for me, that have got a chance of getting into that top four this season because of the lack of consistency elsewhere. You know, Leicester aren't doing particularly well. They've been challenging for the top four in recent years. You know, obviously West Ham are flying, but will the Europa League take it out on them a little bit later on in the season? Stuff like that. So I do think there's, there's a place. I mean, we've got a comment here from uh, from the official Y1B again. It says, obviously, AFTV don't speak for Arsenal fan base, but there was a fan came after the Leicester game saying that you guys were going to win the league. (laughs) I think his name was um, something, I've General or something. Okay. I mean, I I haven't seen it. I don't really watch that very often. But I mean, obviously, I think winning the league is a little bit over-optimistic, to be fair. But I do feel as though there is a place in the top four that's available for somebody. And why not us? You know, if we can keep consistency going, that we have done... Who knows? I, think, I don't think we could be far off that, maybe. I thought the top four was out of our reach at the start of the season. Um, and after the first three games, I thought the finishing 17th would have been a good result. But <laughs> now you can kind of see that, that 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 one place in the top four that may well be up for grabs, you know, we're in there fighting for it now. We're not that far off point wise. And, you know, and I think Saturday will maybe show us a little bit more. Um, Shane going back to the team, uh, the combined team says Uber would get goals in the Liverpool squad. Yeah, he definitely would. But Will Mane score as many for Arsenal? Well, that's an interesting point. Actually, would Mane score as many for Arsenal as he, as Aubameyang would score for Liverpool? Maybe that's a good way of looking at it because obviously Liverpool have got a better team that have, you know, winning leagues, winning Champions Leagues. Arsenal have been struggling. Yang's still been scoring goals in a struggling team. And I think it's obvious he would score goals for Liverpool the way that you play. Would Mane get... Similar amount of goals in the Arsenal team. I'm not sure if he would actually just because of the way Arsenal play wouldn't bring the best out of him personally. I don't know what you guys think, Luke. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's difficult, you know, because you, obviously you don't imagine Mane in the Arsenal team. Obviously the way they play, um, but no. it's always difficult to judge sort of any player. I mean, obviously would they do that in that team or that team, but. I'd always go back to the first season we signed Mane. I mean, again, it was a debut against Arsenal when he scored um, in that away yeah. win. Um, but I'm um, looking in that team. I mean, there was no Salah in that side. Um, that was the season after. I mean, we had, I mean, we had Coutinho, who was sort of a complete player at Liverpool at that point, but he was on the verge of leaving. I mean, everyone sort of knew he was going to be going to Barcelona at some point. Um, but you can clearly see that. Mane was the star man, really at that time. He was the Liverpool player, who yeah, he was like not the same level, but like he was like the Mo Salah type player. Like he was the one that Liverpool would look at to really get us out of trouble. And I think if he played in the Arsenal team right now or back then, I think he would get a, quite a few goals. To be honest with you, I think because of the type of you know, that he's got pace about him, he's very direct, he's he's obviously very good in front of goal. Mm. I think he would be quite good in your setup, but I don't think he'd get as many goals as he does compared to a Liverpool side because, you know, the way he links up with Firmino Salah, you know, on a regular basis is just exceptional. But I mm. I definitely think he would do well on an Arsenal side if he was in that team.
0: No, I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't do well. I'm not sure if he's maybe score as many goals just because we don't tend to score as many goals as Liverpool. We don't play a style that would... I think he'd be a very good player whenever he played for Mane because he is a a great footballer. uh, but, But yeah, I'm not sure if he would quite have the same impact the way that Arsenal play, that's all just the style of play more than anything against him personally. I think he's a great player. And funny enough, I remember having a conversation on, we went to Anfield a couple of years back, two or three years ago, obviously when Arsenal were there and I was speaking to a Liverpool fan before the game and he was sort of saying, Oh, um you know, which which Liverpool player are you most worried about? And I actually said Marnay, even ahead of Salah, because of, you know, at that particular time, I thought Mane was maybe slightly ahead of, M- of Salah at that particular time, two or three years ago. But obviously, since then, Salah's just gone on and on, hasn't he? And, and gone up the level, as we said. so, But yeah, I think is a great player. Uh, I mean, I do think it's a style of play, isn't it? And the way Arsenal play. I mean, do you think that, Ricky, that maybe Arsenal's style wouldn't bring the best out of Mane in the way that it does with Liverpool? He maybe we not would to have that same link-ups that he's got with Liverpool that he's had.
1: Yeah, I don't think Mane scores near as many goals as what he does for us. I, I just think Liverpool's front three, the way they entwine, the way they rotate positions, Arsenal don't play like that. And I think Mane would have to stick to that left wing if he played for Arsenal and wouldn't get that many chances in the box with them. Um, but yeah, but no, For Liverpool, it's just the way we play. He sometimes plays through the middle. He plays on the right, plays on the left. Um, the way we play just suits the way he plays Yeah, he just scores goals from it. I just don't think Arsenal play that type of football for him to score that many goals.
0: No, and I I think maybe that that comes down a little bit for me as well to the the, the manager getting the best out of his players. And I think that's what Klopp does and that's what he's done. Mm. You know, he, he did that with Aubameyang at Dortmund, whereas Arteta would struggle to get the best out of Aubameyang, uh, and I think Arteta would maybe struggle to get the best out of Mane at Arsenal as well if he had him, just because of that. Just seems to be the way he's has gone. that's nothing against Arteta. I just think Arteta's more, he's more defensive the way he sets his teams up. So maybe the forward players don't always, you know produce the best form sometimes mm-hmm. that's probably why we struggle for goals and I think that would happen to Mane if he did come to Arsenal but not that he ever would um Terry says uh, West Ham looks solid um hard to beat and scoring goal yeah at the moment they do I just feel the Europa is going to take its toll on them actually as it goes on if they progress in that competition I don't know if they've got the squad depth to, to cope with a, a, a top four challenge plus a Europa League run um, and the official one he of says, yeah, take West Ham's bubble machines and they'll crumble. That's their weakness, bubble machines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. Yeah, um, that, That's probably true. Um, Russ says, uh, as long as Arsenal show some fight, I'm not bothered. If we... No, exactly. That's my point, really. I want to compete with Liverpool at Anfield because we haven't done so... In the Premier League certainly for a long time so I just want to see us give a good game a good account of ourselves and if we do that I'm sure we'll all understand that there there is progress there and we'll all be able to see it quite clearly so what we'll need to do then before we finish we do need to maybe look at the game itself and maybe do this (laughs) I personally think it's quite a difficult game to predict actually because you know Arsenal coming to it on paper in good form, so we haven't really been tested necessarily that much. But we have we're in good run of form. Liverpool, is, as you guys have said, maybe haven't been in great form. You lost your last game before the international break um, against West Ham. You drew the game before that, didn't you? Against Brighton, so um, it's maybe a good time for Arsenal to be going to Anfield. If there's ever a good time for Arsenal to go to Anfield, there's not been many since 1989, if I'm honest. But anyway, um, it, it, it may well be as good a time as we'll ever have, um, and. If we're ever going to get a result against Liverpool away, I would say this could be our time, but that probably means nothing when the game starts on Saturday when you look at our poor record, you know, the defeats that we've as we mentioned. I mean, Luke, what are your thoughts ahead of this game? What, what would your what would your score prediction be? I personally think it's quite a difficult game to predict, actually.
2: Be very careful, <laughs> shouldn't I, Rick, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> I'm predicting a Liverpool win. I mean, we're at home. I expect us to turn up. You know we've got some injuries at the moment. Um, just see a report that Origi's limped off against Wales tonight, um, which will add to our injury <laughs> worries um, for the weekend. Because um, Divock Origi usually likes playing against Arsenal at times, um, but um, it's a difficult. I, I, I agree with you though. I think Arsenal should be going into this game with a lot of confidence, especially the way Liverpool have been playing at Anfield and you know our recent form. But, but I do think now. National break has come at the right time for us. Um, If I'm to go for a result, I know there's always goals in this game with Liverpool-Arsenal. I think both teams will score. Um, But I'm going to go... I'm probably going to go with the same scoreline it was last year, which is a 3-1 Liverpool win.
0: Yeah, I mean, last year's game was a strange one, wasn't it? Because we were gifted that goal. We took the lead and then... You know, we made a couple of mistakes to get you back in it, and then it was quite even after that. We, I remember, we had a good chance to make it two-two, didn't we, in the second half? I think mean, was it Lacazette missed one, didn't he? And that could have changed that game. So, um, yeah, I didn't think the scoreline last year maybe reflected the game, and maybe it won't again if it finished that way this year, perhaps. Because I do think we'll give a good account of ourselves, but we'll see. Um, I mean, Ricky, what are you thinking? Uh, the score of what might be on Saturday. Uh, difficult. I think it's really difficult to predict this one.
1: Yeah, I mean. The way we ended before the international break was very poor with um, our form, considering how well we've been under Klopp. I just think we're going to come out with a point to prove Klopp's probably got the ump still from what happened at West Ham and the Brighton game. Um, I think we win this game 2-0 if, if it, it could be 3. Um, I just think Salah's going to be on it after not scoring for two games. Um, And some of these players have got a massive point to prove coming in. The midfield selection's up for grabs. Whoever can have a decent game. Um, I just think Arsenal are going to come there. They're going to sit back for the first 20, 25 minutes to try and weather the storm. And if it is nil-nil, who knows what could happen? Arsenal could potentially maybe think, oh, let's be a bit more adventurous and possibly could go get a draw. But I just think... We're going to have too much firepower in this game at the start. I think, like I said, a lot of people got a point to prove. So I'm going to go with 2-0, possibly 3.
0: Wow, OK. I mean, you know, Liverpool have conceded five goals in the last two Premier League games. So <laughs> that gives me hope that, you know, we've been scoring a few as well. It gives me hope that we can certainly score a goal or two. Um, I think we'll have chances in the game. Um it's going to be interesting to see, actually, obviously, Smithrow and Sack have played well for England this week. Um be interesting to see how they, you know, are they tired? Are they going to come back tired? Is that going to be, they're going to be a little bit, you know, lacking a bit of sharpness? Maybe who knows? Um, and yeah, I think Aubameyang may have an injury as well, he's picked up away on international duty. So that could be we may see a little bit of a different Arsenal attack, maybe if, if he's out. So, um, I, I I wouldn't say I'm confident because I, I'm never confident when we play away at Liverpool because that's just you know I've suffered too many embarrassing defeats in recent years to feel confident about playing Liverpool away, but. This has got to be our opportunity. If we're ever going to get a result against Liverpool at Anfield under clock, it's going to be now if it's ever going to happen. So if if we don't get a result on Saturday there, then we may as well just give throw the game away every other year because we're never going to get one. I don't think this is our chance to to go and I think it would be a big statement for, for our Arteta and for Arsenal to go there and get a, get a result, actually, to say, you know, this Arsenal team. Are to be taken seriously because I think I still think there's people where we're fifth in the league and we're doing well. I still think there's a lot of people that don't really think Arsenal can sustain this form. And you know, the young players have been mentioned, and maybe that's right. But I think if we go to Anfield on Saturday and put in a performance and get a result, then I think people will start to look up and say, you know what, maybe this Arsenal team could um be, be onto something maybe and this is a big statement for arsenal and you know terry has gone there in the chat he said it's going to be 5-2 arsenal easy win <laughs> i don't know what everyone's worried about well i mean imagine if we did that i mean if we were to go home for 5-2 on saturday then uh, you know maybe that arsenal fan on aftv who said we could win the league they may be right <laughs> um, uh, i think it's a bit optimistic i mean personally i would i would snap the arm off for a draw um you know, and two two seems to be a good result at Anfield, as you said. So maybe I'll go for that because you've drawn two two last couple of games at home, I think. So um maybe just two two. I, I do think we'll get we'll, we'll have chances and I think we can score. Bammiang being out could be a problem, but I don't seem to think he's ever scored for us at Anfield anyway. So maybe it won't be such a miss anyway. Maybe uh, Pepe will what,
2: come scored, in. I think he scored for Dortmund, didn't he, in that yeah. famous night in the in, Europa League. Yeah. Yeah, he? okay. Oh, he's, he's not scored for Arsenal
0: at Anfield, I don't think. So mm. but maybe he's due one, perhaps he did score obviously in um in the community shield, didn't he? That good goal at Wembley against his. And yeah, um, I think he might have scored at, at the Emirates as well in one of the games. But um, but yeah, so if he's missing it's gonna make a difference, maybe. But yeah, I think we can get a draw. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two two because I want to be optimistic and I do think there'll be goals in it because I mean this is I think it's the highest scoring game in Premier League history, isn't it? Or one of one of the most high scoring mm. games. You know, especially the one at Anfield. I mean, it's been a four-four. Yeah. Four. You've, you've scored five against us a few times, so you know there's definitely goals in it. Usually, Use at the wrong end for us. I remember a free free draw actually a few years ago. Giroud scored, didn't he? Uh, I think you yeah. got a late. I think you got a late equaliser that night, yeah, didn't you, uh, you Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so there's yeah. been a few of them. That four-four, you got a late equaliser as well, didn't you? Ben Ayoun got one. Yeah, in, ben that,
2: that game was just so frustrating. I mean, that whole season, I think. I mean that whole should season. I think that, we drew yeah. like eight games at home. Yeah, we we, we lost the title by that, four yeah. points to United, and we we drew. I think it was like eight games at home, and yeah. I think out of all of them, I think Arsenal was probably the only game where we could look at and think we got away with a draw. I think mean, we we drew to like whole Fulham, West Brom, sh- West Brom. Like all these teams, you'd be thinking we should be beating, but that's football. Yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's not played on paper, is it?
0: No, exactly. And it just goes to show that, you know, on any given day, anybody's... I think especially in the Premier League this year, I think any team, apart from Norwich, maybe, can capable really get a result against anybody else. And even Norwich got a win, didn't they, away from home last, last game. So, yeah. you know, I do think it's like that this season. And I think everybody's got to turn up and play well. And if you want to get a result anywhere, and I think if Arsenal do turn up and play well, I think we've got a chance because it, it, Liverpool haven't been playing well. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Ricky's right. Maybe there are players with a point to prove. And, you know, I'm sure Klopp's going to have them fired up. Um, because of the recent form, as much as anything else, plus the fact it's against Arsenal. And, you know, we very rarely, I think we've only beaten Liverpool once uh, without penalties. We, we've beaten you on penalties a couple of times, but I don't—I think we've only beaten you once in the actual 90-minute game under since clock has been at Liverpool. So, you know, it just goes to show that he's got a great record against us. Which never really helped, and the official uh, Y1B says yeah, uh, Ricky Lambert to take a managerial role and to become the manager of Liverpool. Well, maybe, maybe one day, who knows? I, I think Stephen Gerrard maybe jumped ahead of him. Balot-
2: Balotelli the... up front.
0: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that'd be interesting, would not it? Um, I think maybe Stephen Gerrard jumped slightly ahead of uh, Ricky Lambert actually yeah. at the moment in that kind of role, but uh, I'm sure it'd be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on in the Premier League at the moment, actually, and I think it's. I wouldn't say it's necessarily the best quality Premier League we've had, but it's certainly one of the more interesting seasons because of how open it is and people are beating other teams. You wouldn't expect people getting strange results and Arsenal have gone from bottom to fifth in quite a short space of time. It's eight games, whatever it is. So um be interesting to see how, the, how it progresses between now and Christmas. I think mean, there's a lot of big games for everyone and obviously Saturday's going to be um, a really big game. Say, i say I think it's one of the... It'll always be Liverpool against Arsenal will always be one of the biggest games of the season, you know. I know Sky tried to build up Man United against Liverpool and, and Man, the Manchester Derby and a few other games, but for me, Liverpool Arsenal is always has been one of the b- biggest games of the season. Always, any season, you, you know, throughout the world, everyone's interested in this game because it's two two of the biggest clubs in the history. It's of the most successful English clubs that everyone knows, and yeah, it's it's a, it's a big game. It's an important game for both clubs actually. And if Arsenal could win, as you know, I say, we could be we could be above Liverpool on on Saturday evening, and that'd be, uh, that would be that would be. Uh, that would be incredible, actually. I, I don't think I'd actually believe it. And even even looking at the league table, I won't believe it's true from where we were, um, you know, against you guys who were top of the league not that long ago. Um, Terry says, I'll teach proper footballing lessons. I can see it in my team. as well, maybe you're right. I hope you are right, Terry, because that would be, you know, he's had a few opportunities to teach proper football lessons so far in his Arsenal career, and apart from in a community field, he hasn't really, really done it enough. So, anyway.
2: I'll just say the one win that he got in the Premier League against Klopp, I mean, Klopp and his players would just turn up half-drunk after we won the Premier League. So, you know, <laughs> hard... And even then, and <laughs> and even then, you
0: dominated that game. We had, like, two <laughs> two goals and somehow won. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I, don't know, I don't know, maybe it's about time Arteta did teach uh, Klopp a football in this one. I'm sure it won't be that case. I'm sure it's going to be a good game. I, I'm sure it'll be a good game, actually. I think that's the most important thing. I think it'll be exciting. I think it'll be goals. And, you know, hopefully we can compete. I'm not expecting us to win or even, I know I said 2-2, two, two, I'm not really expecting us to get a result because we just haven't done traditionally at Anfield for a long time. So, um, But, yeah, I hope it's a good game and we can all enjoy it. And hopefully, you know, the best team on the day gets the result. That's what I want to say. And I want to see us compete with you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's been fantastic. Just give your channel a plug, actually, before you go, because, you know, you're still doing some good stuff over here, aren't you? Your Liverpool channel
2: yeah no richard thanks for letting us come back on i mean definitely we'll have to get you on our channel um we're doing our preview i believe it'll be thursday i think for our channel yeah. on our previews so richard if you want to join us for that one mate more than welcome um but yeah guys thank you very much for your comments on that we are the 1892 reds podcast we obviously are on youtube um, we're on Twitter and Instagram. So please come over and subscribe to our channel. As I just mentioned, we are doing our awesome preview on Thursday. So yeah, come and check us out. And Richard, thanks again for letting us come back on.
0: All oh, right. It's been an absolute pleasure. I say it was great to have you on last season. It's been great to everyone again. And yeah, we'll have to do some more stuff again, you know, throughout the the season as well, obviously when we play you again as well. So Ricky as well, thank you very much for for coming on. Been a pleasure again.
1: No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having, uh, thanks for having us on. And, um, Hopefully the best team wins at the weekend. Exactly. That's that's what we want to you see now, as, as long as it's
0: Arsenal. Even if Arsenal aren't the best team and we win, I'll be quite. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that bothered, but no, you're right. I hope it's a good game. It should be a good game. It's, it's, two, it's two of the best teams in the league at a minute, on, you know, on form and stuff, so sure it should be good. And yeah, it's... Uh, I say traditionally is I, I still think it's the number one game of the season for me, Arsenal against Liverpool. Um, you know, even, even above the game against Spurs, when I, when I was growing up in the 1970s and early eighties, Liverpool were the, were the team, weren't they? They won everything. And as much as we didn't like it, you looked up to them and admired the success that they had. And just, you know, Playing Liverpool was was a was a massive game. Beating Liverpool was unbelievable, and when, when we on the rare occasion we managed to do it, and that's always stuck with me. And even now, and I know that the two clubs have been through good and bad times since. Um, it's still, for me the, the game I always the two games of the season I look forward to is the most actually is, is Arsenal against Liverpool because it's just the, the the biggest game for me that there's ever that there ever is. So I'm always looking forward to it, and hopefully this week will be one to remember. And there's been a, a few down the years, as we've said. Um, uh, terry says i must admit i'm looking forward to it um hate all the international rubbish yeah i mean we saw yesterday exactly how pointless international football can be um and you know it's nice to have competitive football back again and let's hope like we can be competitive again on saturday and it's not a 10-0 again because that won't be much fun with it but um i'm sure it won't be i'm, I'm sure we will compete finally and they will give you a game at least and uh if we can keep most sala of quiet i think we've got a chance of, of doing something because you know As we said at the start, he's the guy, isn't he? Uh, Tom in the chat there says, shout out to the ladies tomorrow at 8pm. Yep, uh, exactly. I'll be covering that game in the Champions League going live at about quarter to eight, ten to eight with all your team news and build up to that game and commentary as well from eight o'clock tomorrow for the Arsenal women. So stay tuned for that if you enjoy the Arsenal women. And, of course, this weekend, it's a big weekend. Obviously, Arsenal-Liverpool on Saturday a massive game and actually Arsenal women are playing Man United on Sunday. So it's kind of a, a big weekend because that, that's a traditionally big game. Not so much in the women, Man United, a, a new team in the women's league, but it's still a big fixture, isn't it? Arsenal Man United as well. So a big weekend of football um, coming up. Terry says, a great, show, Richard. great to see Luke and Ricky stay safe chaps um sorry for your heavy defeat this weekend
2: well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe wait till maybe wait till Sunday before we start talking about stuff like that
2: I um, like if he wants to I mean come and join us on our review I think we're done our review late next week so
0: yeah
2: depending on the result come and jump in the comments and we'll have a chat
0: well uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if I'm sure if we win Terry will be straight in there yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. if it's five two in particular he has to come on the show yeah. actually I think if, it is, if we do win five two i think you need to come on your show and uh or, you know say you predicted it which uh maybe put some money on it he, i don't know what the odds will be but
2: i mean you'll get a few you'll get a few I odds think of, it, it. i'll put it safely for you if he put 10 pound then that result he'll lose 10 pound
0: <laughs> no that's probably more likely but imagine if you put 10 pound and he won he'd probably been yeah. quite a few hundred crew, wouldn't he sure. put
2: it the other way around put five to liverpool he's put five to arsenal <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to be five to either way. If I'm totally honest, but anyway, you never know. The Premier League throws up some strange results, and yeah. who knows? You never know what to expect. But I just want to see a good game between two traditionally great clubs in English football. So it's going to be good. And I say thanks to you guys again for coming on the eighteen ninety two Reds podcast. Please check them out on YouTube and subscribe to their channel as well, um, because even though the Liverpool fans are good guys. And, and Luke's brother supports Arsenal, so that's even more reason to support each well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even more reason. So, yeah, so thanks to you guys. Brilliant again. And I say, don't forget to join in the show tomorrow for the Arsenal women against the Koga in the Champions League. Should be a good game uh, as well. So we look forward to that one. So I'll be back live for that. And on Friday, it's the Arsenal Women show as well at uh, our past seven. A lot to look forward to there as well, actually a big week for the Arsenal women as well. So we do like to cover them on this channel. So please join me for all of that as well. And of course, in the meantime, we're looking ahead to this big game at the weekend, Liverpool, v Arsenal, the biggest game in football history, of course. And always, I'm sure they'll mention it on Sky, the little game in 1989 as well. Every time Arsenal fly at Anfield, it gets a mention, doesn't it? And we do love that.
2: I know you two probably know, but, uh, you know, we have to enjoy a no, little we're no, we're no longer the History Channel now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, actually. That's fair enough.
0: You, you've, won the, you've won the Premier League a lot more recently than we have. So we can't really say too much, <laughs> which is why maybe 89 is so important to us at the minute, actually, because uh, we don't have a lot else. And so he says, uh, um, we'll be there like a shot. Um, if you never say, oh, you're not never see me again, yeah, exactly. But um, it's, it's a bold, it's a bold, it's a bold prediction, Terry. I'll give you that. So fair play to you for that. And who knows? We did beat Leicester Fire 2 the year they won the league away, actually, and no one would have predicted that. So you know, who knows? Let's let's go for. I'll go for five two as well, then, Terry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll back you up. How does that sound? I might put a quid on it and see what we get. But
2: yeah, I agree with Luke. I'll probably lose a quid. I'll tell, you, I'll tell
0: you what, I'll do it with you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, okay, that sounds good. We do, we'll all do it together. We'll, we'll all put a quid on five or two, it, And We can blame Terry if it doesn't come off, then can't yeah. we? Honestly. <laughs> He convinced us he was right, and uh, it'd be Terry's <laughs> fault. So anyway, we'll see what happens. But, but no so thanks to all you guys in the chat as well. There's some great comments going on. I couldn't, probably could not get through them all. There was a lot going on in the show as well. But thanks to all you guys for watching. I say stay tuned for the women's show tomorrow. The uh, the women's watch along a uh, quarter to eight. That'll be. Uh, and in the meantime, ahead of this big weekend, thanks obviously to Luke and Ricky from the Eighty Ninety Two Best Podcast. Come on, you Gunners! Come on. Reach <laughs> you later, guys. Take it easy. <laughs>
1: Oh